We are live Monday night here in, uh, I'm in Philadelphia. Let's take this all the way out to Chicago where we have brand new banner promotion signee Giovanni Cabrera Mialetti. Hey, Giovanni, what's happening? Oh, you know, just enjoying the beautiful weather out here in Chicago. I'm excited to be here and to talk to you. You look like you're just, uh, you're just chilling. What are you, hanging out on the porch? Yeah, just hanging out back, enjoying some fresh air, relaxing after training. I was gonna. I was gonna say you have a barbecue going or something on the porch or anything. Uh, not so, today. Not today. So we'll get into um, you know everything with banner promotions and everything going forward. Let's take a step back. Uh, obviously, we've all been kind of uh, kind of uh, shut in for the last couple months with the coronavirus, COVID nineteen. Uh, what have you been up to in the last couple months? Well, funny enough, you know, I was uh, preparing for a fight I, in December. I had just finished training camp with Gary Russell Jr. Uh, in his preparation in his title defense against Mumbaiar. Um, so after that, I came home. I started my own preparations for training camp. I, I went for about eight weeks in Alaska uh, in Anchorage. Oh, wow. Running in the freezing cold, Rocky style, you know, chopping wood, fighting some moose, that kind of thing. So is, is that, that's something you did like on your own or – Oh, no, me and my trainers decided to spend some time up there. We thought it would be good to change the atmosphere a little bit, you know, and just kind of test ourselves and different methods of training. So, yeah. That, 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 that's, that, that's interesting. Uh, to talk about that experience a little bit. Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, we were staying in Anchorage right in downtown. I was running every morning at 5 a.m., uh, every once in a while, a moose would sneak up and scare the crap out of me. So that was kind of interesting. Uh, it was super cold. It was about some. It was about uh, I would say five degrees. Sometimes it'd be negative ten, negative twenty, and I would just have to you know man up and then get out there and get the road work done. Very very tough uh, tough test. No, no. So this is this is during the um, this is during the last couple months then. Yeah, during the last couple of months, I was ready to fight, and I was uh, going to fight at the end of March, and then obviously uh, the world pandemic happened, and we kind of all had to deal with that. But, uh, you know, I had basically two back-to-back training camps, so I'm, I'm ready to fight. So uh, is, is this something that um, – I mean, this is a kind of – I don't know if it's an un, untapped uh, kind of – uh, training methods. I haven't heard too many fighters go up to Alaska, but do you think this is something that you may be doing more in the future? Uh, definitely. You know, just to put yourself in a different environment and to be tested by the elements. I mean, it's going to show you what you're really made of. Are you willing to get up that early in the blistering cold and, and get the miles done? You know, it, it shows what, what kind of grit you have. And so I believe, yeah, it's a very, very good way to, to test yourself in training. Well, Banner Promotions, a couple of years ago, they had a fighter named Ruslan Provodnikov, who I'm sure you've seen fight the, the Siberian Rocky. And he used to send uh, pictures of him jumping in the, in the lake at like minus 40 degrees with just his bathing suit on. So if you're training up in Alaska, Artie's going to, I'm sure, you know, want some video of that if, if, you're, if you want to do something like that. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. It was, uh, it was it was it was some crazy stuff. Um, so um, let's talk about. Uh, obviously, you came out today. You signed with Banner Promotions, eighteen and 07 knockouts. Uh, you you start boxing at age sixteen. Uh, talk about that. How you got into the sport? Yeah, well, uh, I remember 
my real first um, kind of emotional connection with boxing, I was at a friend's house, you know, and full of people. There was about 100 people in this, in this room. And Manny Pacquiao, it was 2009, Manny Pacquiao, I believe September, and he was fighting Miguel Cotto. And it was such an exciting fight. And everyone would look up and they were talking about this little guy named Manny Pacquiao and how, uh, how much they respected him and what kind of a great man and great champion he was. And that really kind of inspired me um, to be like, oh, wow, like, I'm, I, I kind of want to be thought of that way. I, I, this guy is awesome. You know, I think I can, I think I want this kind of respect. Well, well, a hundred people in, in someone's house must be a pretty big house then, huh? <laughs> must have been a hell of a party, a hundred no, people No, it was there. just a Mexican party. So, you know, we've oh, well. a lot of people in a small space. Um, so, so how soon after, you know, you see this fight and I know you, you told me you started reading about Pacquiao, reading a little bit about Muhammad Ali, how soon after that fight you say, you know what, I want to go down to the boxing gym and see what this is all about. Um, I think it was immediate, immediately I started training after that. Maybe it was a couple of weeks. I I had some trouble convincing my mother, you know, she didn't, she did not want to see me get punched in the face. But um, I started training, and I think I showed a little promise. You know, I was never afraid to scrap it out with, with you know, my fellow uh, schoolmates. It was funny enough. So th- after that fight, I started training. And I, that Christmas, my brother, we do like a Secret Santa thing every year. And he, I pulled his name from the bag, and he wanted boxing gloves. So we got oh, wow. two boxing gloves. And uh, I, I would put them on with uh, my brother's about six foot, like 250 pounds, a real oh, big wow. guy, football <laughs> player, football player. And all of my buddies were football players also. So we would put the gloves on with each other. And I was the, the, the most fearless. And I would always kind of really, really, sometimes I would punch them in the nose, make them bleed or make them stop. And I was like, whoa, maybe I have some kind of gift in this. Yeah. And um, I continued training, and a few weeks later, I had my first fight um, kind of on the southwest side of Chicago in a little VFW hall in Summit, Illinois. And um, the guy came out, and before I knew anything, he was on the ground, and the fight was over. In oh. 10 seconds, I knocked wow. him out. So You're probably like, this stuff is easy. Uh, you know what? I I didn't think it was possible. I I didn't think I was capable of, of doing something like that. And when I did, I really felt like a strong surge of self confidence and power that I that I that I didn't know was there before. Now you split your time. You split your amateur career between Chicago. You won the Chicago Gold Gloves, and then you went down to Mexico. Um, your 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 mother's Mexican, correct? My father's, father's Mexican. Mexican. Your father's Mexican. So you go down there and you win some tournaments down there. Uh, describe the differences of, you know, amateur fighting in Chicago and in Mexico. Well, I've always been, um, uh, you know, this, growing up watching Manny Pacquiao and then later on one of my biggest inspirations, Muhammad Ali. You know, I was a lefty and, and, and their, both of their footworks really inspired me to be more of a mover, more of a boxer to try to use different angles and that kind of thing. And um, I was really, that was kind of my style. And I think a lot of boxers in Chicago are more of pure boxers, you know, the Midwest, the best from the Midwest, as they say, you know, Floyd Mayweather is from Michigan, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot, a lot of good slick boxing here in Chicago. But um, I wanted to go back to my Mexican roots and kind of find the, the deep, uh, we call them fajador, the brawling style, the, the one that shows the machismo of our culture. 
and I went down there and I, I got what I asked for. I mean, it was, I was fighting every weekend for the whole year, basically. And um, yeah, I really got to, to test myself in that way because these kids in Mexico, they're not, I mean, Chicago's a rough place, but Mexico is just as rough, man. I mean, these kids come from nothing. They're, they're angry. They want to fight. And uh, I, I, I really learned everything that that kind of same, to generate that same energy in the ring is something pretty, pretty awesome. You, you mentioned your Brawling Stone and your Mexican roots, but there's also, a, you know, a, a lot of great, you know, from the other half of your family, a lot of great Italian fighters, Italian-American yeah. fighters, um, that also are, are known for their blood and, and guts kind of, kind of way. So you feel you got a little bit of, of each of that in you? Oh, yeah, I love it. I think I have both fighting bloods. I, you know, I, Rocky Marciano, Jake LaMotta, uh, Willie Pep. You know, I love Willie Pep. Huge inspiration to me. Oh, well, okay. I, a, lot, a lot of my beginning fights, I was more of a pure boxer and as a pro. And um, they would say, like, oh, you know, he's moving around like Willie, like Willie. And uh, I really love that. I really love that. But uh, more and more, I've been trying to um, sit down on my punches and, um, and, and get the knockouts, which I've been able to do so in recent fights. Gotcha, gotcha. So, uh, you know, you fought um, just doing the research. Uh, you, you, you see some prospects that get their record built up fighting, you know, guys with, with pretty backwards records. You've defeated, count them, seven undefeated opponents. Uh, talk about that being matched, uh, you know, pretty tough uh, um, coming up the ranks. What's that, you know, uh, say about you? No, it just, it just, it's honesty more than anything, because I think boxing um, has been waiting, waiting for, for the old school to come back. You know, we're, we're kind of starving for the real grit of, of the game that we used to love so much in the eighties, especially, you know, with like Marvin Hagler, Duran, uh, Sugar Ray Leonard, Tommy Hearns fighting, you know, the best that they could. They, those fights did not have to be made. And, you know, I kind of, see myself as a inspired and a descendant of the old school of boxing. So I'm, I, I'm in, I'm in boxing because I want to be a champion of the world, you know, and I want to be a great champion. Uh, there is no pretending in this game. We call it the chamber of truth for a reason. So, uh, you know, I say if I'm a boxer and if I'm going to be the champion of the world, bring them on, you know, bring them on. And I've been able to do that. And I think uh, they thought, I think those guys thought it was going to be an easy fight. I think they thought that, it was going to, like, I was a fool for taking the fight, but really, they were the foolish ones. It, it sounds like, and it sounds like, and you've only been boxing for, for less than 10 years. It sounds like, uh, just based on talking to you these last couple minutes, that you, you, you really, like, study your craft. You're taught, you know, bring up Rocky Marciano and the, the Chamber of Truth and stuff like that. A lot of fighters have probably been fighting longer, and you probably don't may not even know that much. Would you consider you be almost like a, a scholar of the game, someone who, who, who reads up on uh, what's going on? Definitely, definitely. You know, all the great fighters, you know, are, are the ones to emulate. I mean, you know, I mean, the greats, the modern greats like Manny Pacquiao, Oscar De La Hoya, um, Floyd Mayweather, you know, they're all great. They're all great, you know. And, and Floyd Mayweather's 15-0 record is something astonishing that, probably will never be reproduced but if you compare that to uh let's say who says their job is like 80 win streak i mean it's kind of hard uh, you know a lot of people don't have that in the back of their minds in the back of their mental catalog and how to put in perspective today's boxing you know and i i just really um i think those guys are 
the heroes of boxing, and I, you know, I tip my hat to them. So much. Well, that's that, 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 that's a great it's a great answer. Um, how often do you, do you get back to Mexico at all? And if so, do you do any training down there? Uh, yeah, every time. I mean, I try to go back at least once a year, and yeah, I'm greeted with open arms in all of the gyms in Leon, Leon, Guanajuato. That's where my father was born, and that's mm -hmm. where I was boxing as an amateur there. And yeah, I love it there. You know, um, it's a great, beautiful city. And yeah, uh, every time that I go there, the kids are excited to see me. And okay, we're gonna get some sparring with with Gio. We're gonna get some sparring with Gio. And I, I try to, you know, give them the pointers and make them learn most from the experience. Gotcha. Um, any? There are a lot of pros in the gym that that you um that you frequent down there. Uh, yeah, a lot of pros. Uh, a lot of the guys that I fought on the same like state olympic team uh, are all kind of professionals down there now and they're all trying to make their way through mexico and become the best there so uh, i go there and i spar them and it's it's lots of fun and, and they're aware of your success so far as a professional 18 and 0 with seven knockouts yes they do yes, there they you do. go now i just try to give them as much as um advice and experiential stuff that i can and they appreciate it so it's it's always great got a couple questions maybe these are uh from us, uh, I don't know if these are people you know. Uh, Jose Berta Rizzo, this kid is the real deal. Seen him fighting before in Southern California. He's a very smart and skilled fighter. And then Jose Quezada Sr., yes, buddy, Team Quezada, you know. These uh, these people you know, I would imagine. Yeah, all guy, Quezada uh, is a very good fighter from Chicago. Hats to him, respect to him. Uh, the other guy uh, saw me fight in, in Southern California. He, he he saw me fight the undefeated Roberto Meza, who is no longer undefeated. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you. Thanks a lot for the support, guys. Um, Chick, you know, we mentioned training in Mexico. Talk about training Chicago. Chicago a, lot, a lot of great fighters, past, present, and future from Chicago. Who are some of the people that you, you share the gym? Any notable names? Um, in my gym, I am the, uh, the only fighter who is a professional fighter, but there are many good fighters, to name a few. Um, Martez McGregor, a light heavyweight. No, he just, just fought here in um, Philly. Yeah, uh, Josh, Joshua Greer, as we know. Eddie Wait, Ramirez, another great fighter. Yep. Um, uh, Josh Hernandez, a guy who I just beat at the Winchester Arena. Very good fighter as well. Former Golden Gloves champion as well. Um, yeah, Chicago's full of talent. Uh, Nathaniel Gilmore, another great fighter. Good 54-pounder, yep. Oh, yeah, a lot of so, good guys. So we were 18-0, and 0, and now uh, in, in the last, you know, with I, I think the contracts were signed a couple of weeks ago, but now with Banner Promotions, uh, and uh, obviously uh, Artie has had a lot of success with, with, with a lot of fighters. Uh, talk about that move. Yeah, you know, I'm really, really excited because I think it's a good fit for me, especially here in Banner Promotions. You know, with guys like Ruslan Prabodnikov, I mean, only – only a smart eye would be able to tell that that guy was one of the toughest guys in the modern era. I mean, Ruslan Provodnikov, to me, is just like a guy like like Gene Fulmer or, you know, one of those guys from back in the day who, who, who you could hit in the head with a frying pan and they wouldn't even flinch. So uh, I feel like uh, I bring the same kind of relentless kind of spirit and uh, I'm a guy's going to have to kill me before he beats me. You know, I, I'll never give up in the ring. So I'm very uh, proud of that. That's very, uh, I think that kind of culture is the culture at Banner Promotions. You know, we are true fighters. I just got done playing a bunch of rounds of uh, 
boxing jeopardy. My Achilles heel was some of the old stuff. I, I should have called you the night before my games. You were <laughs> yeah. bringing up Gene Fulmer, Marciano, and, and all this stuff. Next time I play, I may have to, I may, I may have to get some knowledge out of you. So, so, uh, um, obviously with everything going on, uh, Rick Glenn uh, asked uh, when uh, will we, he fight next. I, I would imagine you don't because everything going on. I, I don't know. Uh, have you been given a date or anything? Uh, I think we're thinking about something in um, in August, but uh, yeah. again, it's something I have to discuss with with. Artie and uh, Banner Promotions, and we'll we'll decide then. But hopefully soon, you know, I'm ready, ready as always, and I'm just looking for the opportunity to get out there again. DeAndre Wilson says respect, Linda Valley. We love you, Geo. Can't wait to see you fight under the Banner Stable. So looks like you got a lot of fans out there, and uh, you know you've you've already fought on national television. You got a nice win over Luis Perozo on Showbox, the New Generation. Uh, talk about that fight. Luis Perozo, you know, I respect him. You know, he was a very good fighter, very difficult, very tricky fighter. I had a game plan prepared for him, and I think he came out in the first couple of rounds and did the exact opposite of what I prepared for. So it was a nice surprise, but, you know, I'm the kind of fighter that I believe is uh, intelligent enough to adapt. And uh, once I figured out his style, I knew I had him. I knew I had him. And my favorite part about this fight, was the progression in between the rounds and hearing his corner. They first started like, Luis, you did a good job. You did a good job. Luis, you got to move your head more. You got to move. Fifth round, Luis, you're, you're messing up, man. You're messing up, man. And then by the end, there was zero kind of hope for them. And um, it just kind of shows what a fighter will do when, when he is broken down, you know. And uh, I think I was very proud of that fight. He was an undefeated Olympian from Ecuador. So... You know, that's that's the kind of wins that I'll be proud of on, when I look back on my career. I was just about to say, you know, a lot of people like those knockouts and stuff like those quick knockouts. Seems like you, you, you like the thinking man's aspect of it. You know, we break them down the body, then go, you know, kind of break them down little by little systematically. And then, you know, maybe you get, you, the late stoppage may come or, uh, you, or you put on a real complete performance. Would that be fair to say? I think it would be, I think that is fair to say, you know, um, but for a while, you know, as I really um, settled into becoming a professional boxer, I, I, I got like six straight knockouts in a row. And then I had a couple of tough fights with Luis Perozo and, and, and Josh Hernandez, and they're very good fighters. But um, yeah, I mean, knockouts come, you know, all those guys that I knocked out, you know, Antonio Escalante, former number one world contender, mm -hmm. I, I didn't try to knock him out. And I think as most like, really good fighters know that it's about how correct you throw the punch. You know, when I knock guys out, I didn't even know that with what punch I hit them, but they were on the floor and they were down. So I think the best thing to do is just continue to set them up, continue to, to do the right thing, to bait them and uh, the knockouts will come. You mentioned Escalante. Like I said, when I was doing the research, see all these undefeated guys, you know, some, you know, guys that were, were brought in as opponents, but also, Escalante, Tyrone Harris, two guys who have been in there with, with everybody, you know, and, and I mean, you've had a little bit of, of, of everything uh, coming up. You feel uh, that that is kind of, um, I mean, you stir them all in a pot and you've uh, kind of got, got a little yeah. bit the taste of all kinds of styles, all kinds of experience and whatnot. Yeah, I fought boxers, counterpunchers, brawlers, swarmers, you know, I fought lefties. 
uh, if I write is, you know, I think I'm, I'm, I'm very well prepared, you know, to, for a lot of the things that are going to be expected at the high level, but I don't think that they have ever fought a guy like me. So there you go. A very tricky situation for them once they, once right. they come face to face with it. Winding down, winding down with Giovanni Cabrera Meletti. Got a question for you. Uh, Mexican and Italian, two, two of the greatest cuisines on the planet. Do you, I'm going to try not to get you in trouble with your parents. Do you prefer one over the other? Oh, man. It's so hard to choose. It's so hard to choose. You know, I love, I love Mexican food. I love carne asadas. I love tacos. You know, that's probably some of my favorite food. But you can't go wrong with Italian food. No. It's like Rocky Marciano said that uh, pasta killed more Italians than all of the wars combined, you know. Well, wow. so as a boxer, you know, I try to stay away from that kind of stuff too much, but but I love it. Yeah, incredible cuisine, and Chicago has some of the best. Of yes, that De- definitely. We gotta get you to Philly. There's, there's a couple of Italian spots. You know, Artie will not be shy showing you some nice Italian restaurants in Philly. So, um, awesome. anything you want to say to the fans in closing? We get to know you a little bit more here tonight. Uh, you know what? I just uh, I look out for me. You know, I think I'm the real deal, and I'm willing to face all challenges. You know, I'm willing to make the best fights, and I think uh, I, I think I'm, I'll be the champion that the people have been waiting for. So, thank you for your continued support, and uh, I'll be here, and I can't wait to show my my talents in the next fight. And my last question, I ask everybody: Where do we find you on social media? You can follow me on Instagram under Gio Cabrera Boxing, and on Facebook. Under Gio Cabrera Mioletti Boxing. This has been a, a tremendous interview. I thank you for a few minutes of your time. And when you get that date scheduled, we'll get you back on and uh, we'll preview the fight. Of course. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you. Bye bye.